Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's episode of Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and with... I'm Kate Roberts. Yes, you are. Good to see you again, Kate. Full disclosure. Five (laughs) minutes ago, we did not know, Kate and I did not know what we were going to talk about. And that's not unusual when the two of us get together. Sometimes we've got a list of requests from people. Sometimes we've had some some thoughts and some things that we've seen or questions we've had in our mind for a while. Not today. Until five minutes ago, when Kate had a thought. Kate, what was your thought? (laughs) I was asking you about one of our future guests, and I'll leave that a surprise. But you were talking about how this guest was referring to another one of the very famous people within this conversation, this three principles conversation. And he said, isn't it great to know that you don't have to be like him? And something about that comment reminded me of, I guess you would say it was an exploration that has been on my mind for a little while. Between what a lot of people in in the principles a lot of times they'll, they'll use the words, the personal and the impersonal. Mm-hmm. And how those two, how those two dance in the human experience. And I think there's a lot of people who, especially if they're coming from a place where personal has felt a lot like struggle is this desire to be free of the the um, basically like the form the personal the human part of us mm-hmm. because that feels a lot like struggle and so a lot of people I think start kind of a, a spiritual journey in this effort to be free of that and, and while I, I think that that's very natural and normal to not want to struggle, I also think that we are here to have a, a human experience. And, and so that's, I think that's for me where that exploration started where it's 
like so the two are supposed to have this dance together in this human experience. That's what we're here for is this a spiritual being having a human experience. And if that is the case, then we take our very human experience and all the things that we've picked up along the way that, you know, our our sense of humor and our stories about life and um, the insights that we've gathered along the way that have led us to this moment. And all the intelligence that is who we are at our core that makes up everything, how that meets all the things that we've picked up along the way, everything that makes us unique and special and completely different from every other human being and how that intelligence shows up through all of that in our human experience and when we interact with other people. And no one else can can show up in that way like we can. Mm. And yet, at a deeper level, we're all the same and we're all made up of the same intelligence. And so it's a little bit about what your comment made me think about is that exploration for myself and my life and how When we're looking to be like someone else, we're, we're not quite seeing it. I don't know. What do you see about that one? There's a, a metaphor that came to mind in listening to you, which is a prism, prism, P. R-I-S-M, um, splitting light into different colors. So one of the simplest ways that when we look, when it's sunny and raining at the same time, there's often a rainbow. And the rainbow appears because of the light from the sun being diffracted I think that's the right word for it, into the different colors in a rainbow. And that's what we as humans can see, but we can, you know, there's an awful lot more colors than, than that. Than <laughs> seven in a rainbow. Um, I think one of them might've been made up for that one as well to make it all work. Um, but here's the point I'm going to make. If the energy behind all things and the intelligence behind all things is the pure light, then there's also the intelligence that is able to split that light into right now 7.9 billion fragments of humans. And that's just humans. I mean, who knows what animals think and plants think and fungi think. 
I don't know. I don't know if plants think. I kind of suspect they do, but don't send me off into some strange place <laughs> if I'm the only one on earth to think that. But apparently there is some consciousness that can be measured in families of trees and certainly in fungi and certainly in more than just the human beings as a, as a species within the animal kingdom. But you know, life itself being fragmented that way and there'll never be another Kate Roberts. There'll never be another Wynne Morgan. Never was and never will be again. There's something miraculous in that. And something that I remember vividly in listening to what you said, the struggle. It's very easy to want to forget about ourselves when we don't like ourselves or we think we're less than or not enough or whatever other story we have about ourselves and I know that very well that at that point when I had that quite fixed idea of myself the best that I could do was not think about myself I don't think that's really true anymore I think the best of myself is to actually embrace exactly what you've just said which is the, the apparent separate single flavor of when and absolutely embrace the, the what's behind me and everyone else is the same. But I, I, I really still am learning to savor my flavor and to actually feel blessed to have been in this form and in this story and in this time. Sometimes I find that difficult. And yet, right now, in the wonderment of how things work in the bigger picture, that's a shame. That's really a shame. I mean, that would be the same as denying one of the colors of a rainbow. And that makes no sense. It would make no sense for you to deny your color in the rainbow. It would make no sense for me to deny mine. And yet, I've done that and I still do. I know lots of other people who do that and are in the struggle of it. And it's kind of a shame. And I'm being quite soft with my language there. It's a big shame when we forget to embrace all of ourselves and forget the magnificence of all of ourselves, the miracle of what we are and how we're made and how well we're made. And I love remembering that because mm -hmm. that brings me back home, away from the idea I might have about myself the truth of myself, the truth of all of me. Not the made-up version that I've made up of a part of me. I love cooking. And, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago, I made a dish I'd never made before. And the reason I made it, it really intrigued me 
when I watched and stumbled over somebody making this on YouTube. And you and I were talking about Spain earlier and how much I particularly really love Spanish food. And it was a Spanish chickpea, chickpea stew. And I was just intrigued by it. And especially the thickening agent, because it was three things that I wouldn't have thought of putting together as a way of thickening and enriching a stew, a vegetarian stew. And it was a fried egg, garlic and stale bread. Each of them fried, fried separately and crisped up a bit. And then in a, a, mess, a pestle and mortar, pounded it until it becomes a paste. And then for the last few minutes, mix that into the stew while the stew's still, still hot. And then a couple of minutes later, it's ready. And I thought, really, that works? And I've been raving about this chickpea stew. It's the best thing I've ever made for the first time in my entire life. I was, I was like flabbergasted by it, its flavor and its texture. I was floored. Now, the reason that that analogy and that metaphors come to my mind, I think, is because that's an example of all of the different elements that come together in one human. That, you know, you take away the garlic and the thickening, it would be a different stew. Add more parsley, it would be a different stew. There's a uniqueness and a wonderment about every single one of us. And there's me questioning my fried egg in the thickener. It's like, well, that part of me, you know, I really wouldn't want that. But, you know, it's a part of me. It's a part of my, whether it's a character trait or a part of my DNA, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I think there's an opportunity for me to love all of me more than I ever have. And that's why I was intrigued by this conversation right now as opposed to taking the best piece of other people that I love and admire that I've ever met or not met. And while there's nothing wrong with that, it's not what I'm made of. And it's really great to remember that. And you said it a few minutes ago as well about there's no need to struggle between the two. This form of me even the idea of me, I don't need to struggle with that. Because it's just how humans are, how I am in that moment, and what I think in that moment. And all of that is happening in this massive miracle of, as you said, it, the human experience. Sometimes I am... Um... I get caught up in my own noise and basically play my old records about how I should be. And for a while, they look really real, very believable. 
should be further along. That's a good one. Until they start to get really twisty and none of them really makes sense with the others, like, mm, should be more fun and playful with life. Oh no, it should be more serious. Like take this very seriously. It should be very serious, you know? And then they tumble on top of each other and then I start to catch on. Cause then now they don't make any more sense. But when I find myself in moments under the noise of all of that, very human personal thought, it always feels like perfect timing and it feels like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm seeing just enough of what I need to see to experience it on a deeper level. So there's a sense of um, perfection in my human experience in those moments. That the intellect and the personal thought just don't have that same, that same feel. So I was coaching someone recently and just out of nowhere, I can be, I can be a smart ass. Okay. But I'm a loving smart ass. Okay. It's always coming from a really good place. And I could always, you know, I always tell people, like, if I'm giving you a hard time, it's because I really like you because I feel comfortable because I'm in, you know, I feel comfortable with me enough to basically be a smart ass with you. And, um, and I was coaching and I found myself in this, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, my gosh, coaches don't, coaches aren't a smart ass, but they're clients. <laughs> Who does that? And I was giving myself a hard time. But that just really is kind of part of who I am. For some reason, I was questioning that. And I don't think, I think if it was the wrong time, I would have known it or it just wouldn't have shown up. Mm-hmm. And I think actually it was, it was good timing and it kind of pointed something out to the, to the person I was with that whatever they were saying didn't jive with something else and they saw that they were able to be with it lighter you know because I was giving them a hard time but then I got quiet on it and um and I knew that that's just part of things that I just picked up along the way that actually just kind of make me who I am and make me unique and the right people will respond to it. And you know, it was the same with my students. My students loved when I gave them a hard time because they knew I was coming from a good place. But that's just part of my humanness. 
but there was that intelligence coming through at the perfect moment too. It can only have been, it was like perfect timing. It was a thing that, that hit and sunk in with them. But it's only in my noise that I start to question them. And what a lot of us do in various ways is see, oh, that's Marta's comment. That's how to do this. Let me replicate that every time and that will get huge insights in clients, right? No. There's <laughs> <laughs> a right time that tends to show up in amazing ways. that I've seen more and more, even recently, for me to no longer doubt it. Mm. There's things that come out of my mouth that I don't know what I'm going to say until after the word has left my mouth. And for whatever reason, it hits home in a way that that person's never heard before. And their life from that moment is on a different trajectory, trajectory, because they get insights that come from there. And there's nothing staged, planned, copied, it's just that pantone of color showing up in the right moment with a different pantone of another color, making something exquisite. And in the realm of having a human experience and being of a spiritual nature, not either or both, then I've noticed that it's possible in spite of what I thought for probably 45 years to know one and love the other and love one and know the other. And therefore notice that what might be going on is this amazing expression of consciousness playing out and able to play out. I'll forget that within the next 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'll get back into a worry or back into a regret or back into something else. And that's a part of the being human but and yet you know to the words that you said earlier when I'm not in the noise and I'm under the noise the what was it the comfy sweater <laughs> from the last week yeah last week before comfy sweater. comfy sweater of home 
reminds me, oh, this. And then go play. Go play the being the neurotic, insecure human, mm. knowing that that's playing the neurotic, insecure human. Playing the all the facets of win. And experiencing all the facets of what that means. And then remembering again at some point, which I will, remember what's behind the scenes of all of it. You know, for a long time, I would have told anyone who asked that I wasn't creative. And yet, as soon as I drop into a space under my little story of how I'm not creative, something really unique seems to show up from that space. I mean, it, it could be, you know, my example of a conversation that I had with somebody that I wasn't in my head. But it could also look like not saying anything or something that I'm creating on video or something that I'm writing, like a blog. And all I really have to do is nothing. When it comes down to it, don't keep telling the story. And as soon as I stop telling the story about how intelligence is going to show up through me, something unique comes through. I'm not an artist yet, but it could be anything. Could be anything. So if anyone listening to this podcast isn't quite sure what intelligence could do with your absolute uniqueness as a human being, I would encourage you just to just notice because it's always there. You've been listening to Under the Noise. I am Kate Roberts and I'm here with my co-host, Wynn Morgan. Thank you, Wynn. Thank you, Kate. Wonderful as always. <laughs> and if you have any questions or would love to hear us chat about any topic, reach out to us. You can email us. The details are after the podcast or below if you're watching on YouTube. Maybe this week to see, to see what intelligence wants to come through. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. 
we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.